Welcome to the Pretty Healthy Family Podcast. We're passionate about helping you restore your metabolism for confidence, energy, and fat loss without giving up the foods you love. We're your hosts, Josh and Brittany. Listen for simple, easy-to-follow tips and strategies that you can start implementing today to get long-term results. We're so glad you're here. Let's go ahead and jump into the episode. Welcome back to the Pretty Healthy Family Podcast. Episode two. We are back. We are back and we're talking all about metabolism today, what it is and why you might have a slow metabolism, what to do about it. Josh, do you want to get started with what metabolism is? Yeah. Um, so metabolism, and I'm just going to simplify it and the the way that is useful for most of our clients and the way we talk about it in our program. So when we eat food, our body burns calories and we burn calories through our heart beating. Are we burn calories with our lungs pumping? Um, obviously our muscles moving, um, how we digest our food. These are all these systems that are in our body and all those systems combined result in our metabolism. So it's a, just a combination of systems that how we burn um, calories and turn those into energy. That's really metabolism. Wow. That's really interesting. So you're saying the metabolism is responsible for many things in our body. Yes. Yeah. And it's, it's everything that we do impacts metabolism and every, everything that we goes on in our body impacts our metabolism. So, um, when we hear the phrase, I have a slow metabolism or I have a sluggish metabolism, that's a very broad statement, which could be a result of many, many different things. Mm -hmm. So in saying that metabolism is responsible for so many different things, you would definitely have to say weight loss and fat loss and fat gain, that sort of thing. Yeah. So an interesting way to think about it is um, we typically think like, hey, I'm getting older, my metabolism is going down, but that's actually not the case. Our metabolism stays pretty steady or our capacity stays pretty steady until about 60 and then it only decreases about 1% a year. Um, But there's just so many things that contribute to metabolism and how we burn energy and yeah. I think that's so fascinating because I know that I have grown up pretty much my entire adult life thinking that your metabolism slows down as you age and you're just, it's inevitable, inevitable that you're going to gain weight. So it's really interesting to hear that that's actually not true, that it doesn't slow down with age. It actually slows down because of diet and lifestyle choices. Yeah, we slow down. (laughs) We slow it down. Yeah, I remember when I turned 25. Um, another, uh, one of my bosses, when I was working in a restaurant, he's like, Ooh, 25, that's when your metabolism just takes a nosedive because when I turned 25, all of a sudden I wasn't burning the calories I was used to. That's what got me my gut. And then, um, I heard that same phrase when I turned 30 Yep. and I then I heard that same phrase when I turned 35 <laughs> and now that I'm 40, I just hear, oh yeah, wait till you turn 50. (laughs) And what is the consistent factor in all this is when we were younger, we were moving all the time. I remember my parents essentially just saying, just go outside, be outside. (laughs) Get Um, out of my hair. 
Get out of my hair. Exactly. They didn't want to deal with us. Um, and then I was always active in sports. I was always doing something. So I was always moving. And all that movement resulted in a lot of calories being burned. And then I fast forward to my adult years. And there's a lot more stress in my life right now. I didn't have that kind of stress when I was a teenager. Mm -hmm. um, we have a little boy right now, and he's the best thing in the world. But I'm not going to say he didn't come with some stress. <laughs> um, and then I'm, I'm sitting at a desk for six, seven, eight hours a day typing at a computer. And that wasn't a thing when I was in high school. I was always moving, even from class to class. Mm -hmm. um, so it's less of a factor that I, my age is impacting my metabolism. It's more of a factor, my lifestyles, because I became an adult, have shifted. And as a result, my metabolism shifted. So you're saying that stress impacted your metabolism as well as movement has impacted metabolism. What else uh, impacts your metabolism? What else could be something that causes it to, quote, slow down? Um, food, muscle, about amount of muscle mass are two big things that we see um, most with our clients is mm -hmm. the fear of gaining muscle um, and being too bulky. Yes. I hear that all the time. Yeah. A lot of people <laughs> think they're too bulky, but the thing I love to, on top of being more, more powerful and stronger when you have more muscle, it also gives an avenue for those extra calories. So as I eat more calories and I go over my maintenance level, that those calories, that food then can go into my muscle and I'm, I'm getting larger muscle tone. I'm able to do the things that I love without as much stress on my body. So I'm walking up the stairs. I'm not huffing and puffing because I built muscle tone. Um, I always think I'm the incredible Hulk when I'm carrying like <laughs> five, six bags of groceries at the same time. Um, so it's just certain lifestyle things require more muscle mass mm -hmm. and the only thing that's going to make you bulky is overtraining and just an extreme amount of food intake and i want to reiterate one thing that you said about muscle is when you have more muscle on your body you're able to eat more yeah i think that is super cool so you're actually able to increase the amount that your amount of calories that your body burns at rest simply by having more muscle on your body which is why we highly recommend strength training as a means to increase your metabolism and make it stronger Real quick, if you haven't already downloaded our Macros and Metabolism Makeover Guide, you're going to want to do that as soon as possible. It's a great resource to learn how to safely and sustainably lose fat and manage your weight on your own without any crazy detoxes or calorie restrictions. Visit our website at prettyhealthyfamily.com or check out the show notes to download it. Okay, back to the episode. The thing that I want to double down on is sleep. Mm -hmm. And because it, as we struggle so much with sleep I, uh, right now, <laughs> maybe it's just on top of my mind because Beckett's been, um, struggling lately. Um, but there's this thought that when we grow older, we can just survive on five, six hours of sleep. And we think we're thriving. Like I am that 1% or 0.1% of individuals in the world 
who do really well with five to six hours of sleep. So many people actually think that. Yeah. And when they try to add in more sleep, they're like, I don't get, I'm actually more tired, but it's probably your body trying to recover from the lack of sleep that you've been doing for the last 10, 20 years. Um, But on top of that, when you're not sleeping, your body does go into this conservation mode. I'm thinking if I'm that body and I'm not getting enough sleep, I know I'm going to need more energy because I have more waking time during the day. The thought that I need more energy, I'm going to store that in my fat cells. So some of the biggest deal breakers or the biggest aha moments for people is if you just had eight hours of sleep and maybe it's nine hours of sleep. There's a lot of people who do better on nine hours Mm -hmm. of sleep. You'll see that gut go away and you don't need to do anything else, but you're just getting your body off that like high cortisol, high fight or flight mode. And it starts releasing some of that fat cells to help you burn more calories and increase your metabolism. And also sleep helps you, your body have an opportunity to repair muscle. Mm -hmm. So it, with that sleep, you're able to build muscle that you otherwise wouldn't, which in turn also helps you look better, feel better, increase your metabolism. Um, and because we can backtrack here and just go over a few of the symptoms of a strong metabolism versus a weak metabolism. Mm -hmm. So some things of a strong metabolism, I know that I now am blessed with that. I didn't used to be is just having a warm body. Uh, a lot of people tend to think that having cold hands and feet and just being cold all the time is normal. When in fact, that's actually not normal. That's a sign that your metabolism just needs a little bit of love. Um, and some other symptoms of a strong metabolism are strong hair and clear skin. Um, it's the ability to gain and lose weight easily. And I think that is lost on people because it can be so challenging sometimes when in reality, the ability to lose weight comes quite simple. It's the, the hard part is keeping it off. And that's why it's so important to build a strong metabolism and not just reduce your calories over and over to lose weight. That's not a sustainable solution. So by increasing your metabolism, you're able to eat more when you, when you are ready to lose weight and you prime your body for fat loss, which is so important. Um, and then there's a whole other slew of symptoms too, for an optimized metabolism, like, um, strong mood or stable mood. Um, and then for women, uh, if you have a strong metabolism, you'll have a consistent cycle every single month. And that's something I'm starting to hear more and more, a lot of that, Uh, women are losing their cycles uh, for months at a time. And it takes time to get that back. And one of the most important things you can do for that is nourish your metabolism. It's eat a lot of food. It's sleep. It's those things that we've been talking about. It's weight training. So, um, yeah, I love how you are now bringing in calories, under eating, um, hormones. mm -hmm. I think that's one of the things that often gets overlooked too. Um, and we see this more with our women clients than with our men, but it's still an issue with our male clients is that when you under eat your body then has to make a choice. It's going to say, do I put those calories that I'm getting into a heart beating lungs, pumping food, digestion, muscle mass, hormones, 
So if I need, if I'm a person who needs 2,200 calories and I'm feeding myself the, the typical 1,200 calorie diet, you're then requiring your body to make a choice. And many times it's going to say, I don't need to put those calories towards hormone production. And we see cycles be inconsistent. Mm -hmm. We see hair be a little bit more brittle. We falling out, falling out. So essentially by adding in the right amount of calories for you, and there is a window between your maintenance, cutting and bulking and what's healthy and what's unhealthy in those ranges. But if you go too extreme on either end, whether it's way overeating or way under eating, your body is in either going to have to store those calories or it's going to just not provide the calories to the essential production systems of the body. So this is why drastically cutting your calories just doesn't work. Mm -hmm. It, It works for a time and then you have to cut them again and you have to keep cutting them until like Josh said, your body reaches a point where it has to make a choice and it's often going to choose just to keep your organs functioning because there is a minimum amount of calories that your body needs simply to function. So we want to keep it eating those calories at a minimum at least. Yeah. And this is why many people on our program, we start with, we're going to add some, add some calories to your uh, overall diet. And that's usually pretty scary for oh, most. So of, scary <laughs> because I mean, they understandably. Yeah. And, and they didn't come to us saying like, I have a six pack that I want to get into an eight pack. It, it's something they're <laughs> trying to lose weight. They assume that the coach is going to say, let's cut back calories. Let's add in some exercise, but nine times out of 10, it's let's see where you're at. Oh, we actually need to add some calories to your Mm -hmm. overall diet and it's not going to be Twinkies and donuts, but it's going to be very nutrient dense foods that support your body systems that then return in just excess energy. Yeah. So once you start eating more, you're going to start feeling so much better. You're going to have so much more energy and motivation and then you're really just priming your body. So for when that time comes, you're able to lose weight easily and efficiently. And throughout this process, we want to make sure that you're in addition to eating nutrient dense foods, you're also eating foods that you love. And sometimes those foods aren't nutrient dense and that's okay. That comes down to that stress aspect, which is also really important. If you're trying to avoid all carbs or all fats or your favorite foods ever, or having a hard time going out with social outings, like that's not sustainable. That's not going to work in the long term. So we need to figure out a balance, like how to incorporate the nutrient dense foods, as well as those quote, bad foods that you don't like so much in order to figure out what is going to work for you, what is going to help give you a strong metabolism so you can see the fat loss and the muscle tone that you're looking for. Yeah. And it's goes against the, uh, quick fix mentality (laughs) that we see is so prevalent in our society because having that approach to me having stress be the number one thing that I'm focused on is if I go too restrictive, my stress goes up, but if I don't go restrictive enough, I'm not seeing progress. And again, my stress goes up. There is that happy medium Mm -hmm. and we call it our 80, 20 plan (laughs) where 80% of the week I'm going hard at my goal, but hard within reason. 
And then that 20%, we kind of just let you hang out and do whatever you want. That's your social outings. That's yeah. your the, the foods you enjoy. And it doesn't even have to be 80-20 all the time. You can go a little under that It's and you are going to see results. It might just take a little longer. And that's not necessarily a bad thing because if, it's, if you've been chronic dieting or yo-yo dieting for past five, maybe 10 plus years... What is maybe taking a longer stretch of a year of your time if you want to go a little bit slower to get results and this time they actually stick. Mm -hmm. So we're in it for the long haul. We want you to see results long term. And that's the the advice and what we hoped that you can take away from this. Yeah, the the first two weeks, maybe I'm 80% of my efforts focused on my goal. But even if you're at 60 Knowing that in two weeks from now, it's going to be 65%, mm-hmm. 35%. And I'm not going to go too far because then it's going to require me to do a lot of public math that I may not be good <laughs> at. But it's it's a process of continually bettering yourself. If you know you're ready to lose weight and build muscle while simultaneously improving your relationship with food, but would love some additional support, we're here to help you. We know that dieting too strictly for too long can slow your metabolism and we can help you restore it with our proven PHF method. We've helped hundreds of others reach their physique and health goals without having to give up the foods they love or constantly being on a diet. And we'd love to help you too. Fill out the obligation-free application in the show notes or at prettyhealthycoaching.com.